But I heard a tender whisper of love in the dead of night as you tell me that you're pleased and that I never alone. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. Well, I've seen many searching for answers far and wide. I know we're all searching for answers only you provide us to know just what we need before we say a word you're a good good father it's who you are it's who you are it's who you are and I'm loved by you who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am, you're a good, good father, it's who you are, it's who you are, it's who you are, and I'm loved by you, it's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am, you are perfect in all of your ways you are perfect in all of your ways you are perfect in all of your ways to us you are perfect in all of your ways you are perfect in all of your ways you are perfect in all of your ways to It's who you are, and I'm loved by you. 
Genesis said, it says, uh, God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish and the sea. And it goes on. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So he, as a father, this is, this is who he is to us. So obviously for Father's Day, we're go with the father's theme but um, uh, I'm just going to pray that God would bring a, a, a revelation of, of his heart to us as a dad as a father I mean I have kids and so I've got a I think I've been given some unique perspective on what it's like how you feel as a dad for your kids and for God it's just so amplified he just loves us. He loves you guys. He loves his kids. And the same Amen. traits, just like we see with Amen. our kids, and we see certain traits in them, and it's like, well, I know that came from me. Of course, some of you like me, mm, that came from me. But the good ones, there's God looks at all of us, all of you. He sees those traits, things that he put in you, that he's just so, so pleased to see them come out. So, um Father God, we, we welcome you here this morning. Oh, yes, Lord. We yes, honor Lord, and praise do. you, Father, as our Father. Yes, God. Yes, God. We thank you for adopting us. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. For creating us and then yes, adopting us again yes, God. into your family. Yes, You're yes, such a good Father. Yes, Lord, we ask that you would bring us a revelation of your heart for us this morning. That Holy Spirit, you would just minister um, a, a revelation of God's heart to each one of us, to a Father's heart. And I also ask that for all the men in here, all the, all the guys, um, Lord, that you would give them that, again, also that revelation of what they carry of you as a Father. 
to this world, to, the, to our society, to all those around them. The traits of you that we represent, that we carry, and that uh, you want us to, to take out into the world. To, to be physical examples of, of your heart here on earth. So we ask, Lord, that you'd, you'd bring that and also you'd receive our praise and our, our worship this morning, God. Father, we give you the seat at the, at the end of the table. We give you the biggest portion. You're so worthy to receive honor and praise. Yes, Lord. So we give that yes, to you this morning. Lord, you are so worthy. We honor your name. We honor your name. Yes, God, we praise you. Praise you. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. song of my life you always lead me you are the voice inside you are my love no one before you all that I am points to you I was made by you and I Got a hold of me, 
Since your love got a hold of me, I'm a new creation. I'm forever changed. Since your love got a hold of me, since your love got a hold of me, I'm a new creation. I'm forever changed. I was made by you. I was made for you, Lord. Hallelujah. I am unfulfilled without full communion. With you, Lord. With you, Lord. I was made by you. I was made. You're my 
acknowledge our total dependence on you this morning, Father. Our breath, our very breath is you, Lord. spun creations as pride and adoration treasures woven by his love his prayerful hands they hold us faith within the promise of calling and of destiny where heaven spun creations his pride and adoration, treasures woven by His love. His careful hands, they hold us safe within His promise of calling and of destiny. And I will sing of all You've done. I'll remember how far you carried me from beginning until the end. You are faithful, faithful to the end. A father's heart that's for me, a never ending story. Love that's always chasing me. His kindness overwhelming, hope for me unending. He's never given up on me. And I will sing of all you've done. I'll remember. How far you carried me from beginning until the end. You are faithful, faithful to the end. I will sing of all you've done. I'll remember how far you carried me.
you weren't by my side There wasn't a day that you let me fall And with all of my life, your love has been true And with all of my life, I will worship you There wasn't a day that you not by my side There wasn't a day that you let me fall And with all of my life, your love has been true And with all of my life, I will worship you
I do not wonder if his plans for me are good if he'll come through like he should he's provision and enough wisdom to usher in my brightest day to turn my morning into praise he's not just reviving not simply restoring Greater things have yet to come Greater things have yet to come
he is jealous for me Love's like a hurricane I am a tree Bending beneath The weight of his wind and mercy When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions Eclipsed by glory And I realize just how beautiful you are And how great your affections are for me And oh, how he loves us so Oh, how he loves us how he loves us so he is jealous he is jealous for me Love's like a hurricane I am a tree Bending beneath The weight of his wind and mercy When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions Eclipsed by glory and I realize just how beautiful you are And how great your affections are for me Oh, how he loves us so Oh, how he loves us How he loves us so
price Drawn to redemption by the grace in his eyes Grace is an ocean we're all sinking So heaven meets earth like an unforeseen kiss My heart turns violently inside of my chest And I don't have time to maintain these regrets While I think about the way Oh, He loves us Oh, how He loves us Oh, how He loves us Oh, how He loves us Yeah, He loves us Oh, how He loves us Oh, how He loves us Oh, how He loves us Yeah, He loves us Oh, how He loves us Oh, how He loves us his love this morning he wants to pour it out on us he wants to pour it out on you he wants to just take you up in his arms just receive his love this morning just receive it Receive a father's adoration of his kids. Dads, just think of how you feel about your kids. Moms, think about how you feel about your kids. And just crank that up. And picture how God sees you. So proud of you guys. He loves what you carry. All his traits, his compassion, his love. His analytical nature as well. And he put all this stuff together. Your curiosity. Your love for beauty. Oh, he has a love for beauty. He put that in you. Your love for food. 
can't say I've thought about God eating before, but um, he invented ice cream too. Yeah. And bacon. Oh, yeah. That's right. He had a plan when he made pigs. No kidding. Uh, all those traits you've got. He loves you. He just adores you. He adores everything about you. The way you are, the way you move, your laugh. He loves your laugh. He loves being a dad. He loves having a family. He loves helping you fix things. He loves seeing you struggle and carry on and get through. He loves it when you do stuff on your own and he loves it when you turn to him. He loves spending time with you. even likes watching sports with you. That morning cup of coffee with him, oh, he loves that time. That late night snack of ice cream, he loves that time with him too. Lord we love your presence we feel your love this morning ever since Wednesday of this week the Lord has just been pouring out his love on me it's been really good he asked me to share something with you I was reading I was following a path in scripture as I was praising him. and He led me to Psalm 131. It's only got three verses, so I'm gonna share it with you. I was reading from New King James Bible. Verse one says, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor are my eyes lofty. Neither do I concern myself with great matters nor things too profound for me. Surely I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with his mother. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. I stopped there and I remember the precious times 
that I shared with my children as I held them close to myself to feed them. My soul was quieted within me, as it has to be if you want your milk to flow. And the baby was enjoying the closeness he was feeling with me as much as I was enjoying his closeness to me. It was a sweet time of communion for mother and child. And it was usually every three or four hours that we shared those moments of deep closeness. Our souls were at peace and our souls in unity with one another. And we were able to commune with each other without even a word. We both felt loved and secure and nothing could separate that love that we shared. The baby nestled into my heart and I just enjoyed rocking him and feeling total peace and comfort for him as well as for myself. The love we shared was unspoken, unstopped and unconditional. Total peace and quietness of soul and divine communion in the spirit for both. And then the Lord reminded me, this is like when we meet together with him. We quiet our soul so that we can commune with his spirit. This is how he feels when we calm our soul and nestle into him and quietly enjoy his presence so that he can commune with us. He asked me to share that with you today because it's Father's Day. And he wants you to know how rich and pure is his love for you. He has a special place in his heart for each of us. And he loves to just hold us and rock us and comfort us so that we can feel secure and surrounded by his loving arms as we enjoy his presence. He is our father. He has a love for you even like only a mother's heart knows so well. Only a mother knows that closeness that you share in those moments of intimacy as she nurtures her baby. And God has that mother heart for each one of us as well. Not only a father's heart, but a mother's heart for all of us. So on this Father's Day, as we honor our earthly fathers, let us not forget to honor and dedicate ourselves again to the heart of our loving Heavenly Father, who is faithful to comfort and commune with us. He knows everything about you. He is a good, good Father, and he loves he loves us, and his love cannot be compared to any love that we have ever known. Verse 3 of Psalm 131 says, O Israel, that means, O God's people, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. God bless the Father. Thank you, Father, how we love you today how we felt your wonderful presence just surrounding each one of us. Your loving arms have kept us close to your heart. Father, we don't want ever that love should leave us. And your promise is that you will never leave us nor forsake us. So we honor you today as our Heavenly Father.
Amen. Well, good morning. Welcome to Maple Street on Father's Day. I think we are now aware of that, amen, that we're celebrating Father's Day. So it's great to see some of the dads here. And uh, so who's a dad? Raise your hand. You're, you're, you're a dad here today. I see some hands going up. Uh, who's, who's a granddad? I'm not a granddad yet. I'll keep my hand down here. See some. <laughs> Mondelez's a granddad. So, yeah, he's, he's a granddad. You're a granddad. Well, we, well, some of us think we're granddads, right? You know what I mean? Like, we're granddads. Like, we're, we're great, right? My wife asks me how I'm feeling often, and I'll say great. So maybe I'm a great granddad or something. I don't know. But happy Father's Day. Uh, welcome to Maple Street. So glad that you're here this morning. And um, uh, just to draw your attention to a few a few announcements, and then after announcements, we're going to receive our morning tithe and offering, and then we're going to turn it over, and uh, a couple of things that uh, uh, Penny's got lined up before we, we turn to the Word for a few moments. Uh, just a few announcements, um, and of course, if you're here for the first time, or maybe it's been a long time, so glad that you're here with us, and you get a chance to, uh, to worship with us and celebrate with us. Uh, just a few things uh, this morning. I uh, just want to mention, of course, a reminder that uh, our Mission Sunday has returned. And uh, up, uh, coming up in July, we have Darren and Diane Wilson's going to be with us and be sharing uh, concerning uh, what's happening in uh, Mexico. And, of course, uh, we do also have, I believe, available um, some uh, uh, requests concerning uh, Terry Bones' ministry as well and uh, what's happening there and and we want to keep remembering Terry in in our prayers also you'll notice if you got your bulletin who got their bulletin this morning on the the way in you got a bulletin great 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 so I'm not going to cover every detail but uh, also we do need some volunteers to help out as you can see with uh, video and sound on Sunday mornings and um, that's part of our worship ministry and that's how many enjoy our worship ministry here at the Maple Street and uh, we can't do it without the team, right? Uh, we have, we have um, musicians and we have people running things. And, and it, so it's really great that they're able to do that. It just enhances things uh, in our church. Also want to um, turn our attention to our annual meeting, annual general meeting coming up this Thursday. And we're going to be just covering the reports. Uh, so there won't be any elections or appointments, but just covering the reports. We do have... Uh, report booklets available, one for each family, and we're going to make them available at the end uh, near the back. It's just you can pick that up on the way out. And uh, just want to encourage you to, uh, to to do some homework this week. Um, how many are how many love to read? You just love to devour print material with no pictures, because there's no pictures in this report. I just want to let you know the only picture you're going to see, if you get one with the card in the front. Is just, I think, maybe like a, a maple leaf and something else. That's it. There's no pictures. So if you love print material, devour the report. Because what we're hoping to do, with the exception of the verbal reports on, on Thursday night, is to be able just to say, hey, well, I've read it. It's all good. Let's move on to the next thing. Because we don't want to spend uh, hours and hours going through uh, reports. That's no fun, right? Sometimes business sides of things, right? So we just want to get through some of that stuff. So just a reminder again, uh, Thursday night, 
7 o'clock, our annual general meeting. And of course, you'll see all the different camps that are available, kids going to veterans camp. And uh, just because, um, for those who have expressed interest in water baptism, just because we're coming up with uh, vacation times and all of those sorts of things, I don't want to rush it, um, but looking perhaps either near the end of July or maybe even into August, just when everybody gets to pack together. Because I know that people are going to be coming and going. Some, uh, that's the way it kind of works with summers, right? You'll have people coming. So some, some folks will be away for a week or two or three, and then they come back, and some other ones are gone for a bit. And so we just want to be able to coordinate that uh, well. Because how many know that when, when we have a water baptism service, that's a pretty special thing, right? Would you agree with that this morning? And so we would love to see as many in the church family and, and of course, friends and, and uh, family members to be able to be there. Very special uh, thing to, to, uh, to participate in is uh, water baptism. I also want to mention over here on the floor to this wall, I, some of you might be able to see it, some of you might not be able to see it, but there is a little sign on the wall reminding us for water donations for prayer at the fair. The fair starts... August the 9th runs to the 11th, August 9th to the 11th. So we have lots of time to fill that spot up with, uh, with water. Because one of the things that we do, if you're not familiar with prayer at the fair, we have a booth that has been reserved. And we have some folks from our church, and Carol Rudick is, is spearheading this. But we have different volunteers that spend uh, different shifts, we'll call them, two hours, one hour, whatever. And, and so if there's people at the fair that would, they look thirsty or, or you know, they, they need prayer, we're there with cold water to bless them. And if they have a need in their life, we're willing to pray for them and just to show them God's love. So that's what prayer at the fair is. And so we have, uh, we've started off with our first, I think, a case of 24 water, but how many know we need a lot more than that? Uh, and we want to refresh them with a cold drink because how many's ever been to the fair and you're thirsty? And uh, how much does it cost to get a bottle of water? Probably a whole lot, well, probably almost as much as it would be just to get 24. So we want to be a blessing. We want to show them the Lord's love. And uh, that's a, a very practical and tangible way that we, that we do that. So just want to uh, bring, a, bring a plug for prayer at the fair don't think I've missed anything. I think everything is... Oh, Heritage House. Yes, Heritage House tonight at uh, 6.30. And great to always be able to minister at Heritage House. So Heritage House tonight at 6.30, if you would like to join in, uh, I'm sure that uh, Sandy would appreciate that. So Heritage House. So we're going to shift now gears a little bit to uh, receiving our morning tithe and offering. And uh, we're going to ask our ushers to come as they come and prepare. And we're able to, to give. How many are glad this morning that we've got some health and strength to be able to, uh, to work and to earn and to provide? And, and how many are uh, recognized that uh, the Lord... Um, blesses us in that way and we have an opportunity to to give and to bring our our gifts to the lord in our, in our, uh, our worship this morning so i'm going to ask uh, frank if he would lead us this morning as we receive today's offering we are believing you for 
heaven opened, earth invaded, storehouses unlocked and miracles created, dreams and visions, angelic visitations, declaration, impartation, and divine manifestations, anointings, giftings, and calls, positions and promotions, provisions and resources, to go to the nations, souls and more souls from every generation, saved and set free, carrying kingdom revival. Thank you, God, that I join my value system to yours. You are our favor, blessing, and increase upon me. I have more than enough to co-labor with heaven to see Jesus get his full reward. Hallelujah. Amen. So a, ooh, a few weeks ago in Treehouse, we asked the kids, the Treehouse children, if they could ask their dad anything, what would they ask? So I want all the Treehouse kids to come and sit up front. <laughs> Alex got like a fist pump in the air. <laughs> come. Do you want to go first? Okay. So what we're going to do, come and sit down, you guys. You can sit on a, on a chair if you want, whatever, wherever you feel is comfortable. And so what you're going to do, you're gonna, I'm going to give you your question, because I wrote them down, and you're going to introduce your dad first, okay? And then we're going to kind of pick on some of the other guys in the congregation, because I think we should get to know everybody. I wrote it down for you. I wrote it down for you, Mondly. Okay, so Alex, can you introduce your daddy? Uh, what's, his, what's his name? Albert. Where is he? Uh, sit on a chair in the kitchen. Yeah. Daddy, can you stand up, please? <laughs> How many brothers and sisters do you have? I have two sisters and two brothers. Two sisters and two brothers. Okay. So, here's the question you wanted to ask Daddy. This way. Here, you hold it, okay? Can you hold it? Are you getting embarrassed? Or shy? Turkey. <laughs> no. What is your favorite animal? Fox. <laughs> ask Daddy, what is his favorite animal? Dad, what is your favorite animal? Tiger. So is there anyone else here that you would ask what their favorite animal would be? Professor Steve, what is your favorite animal? Uh, I would say a golden retriever dog. A golden retriever dog. Good job. Thanks, Alex. Okay. This is Benjamin. And who's your dad, Ben? Um, Albert. <laughs> Al's going to get picked on a lot today. 
So, Al, Ben is asking, what is your favorite thing to do in your free time or family time? <laughs> Does he do that, Ben? Kind of. Family time must be really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so who else? Who else can we ask? Who else are we going to ask? A guy. What do they like to do in their favorite time? Where's Papa? Do you want to ask Papa? So this is Lincoln, and this is Ben's Papa. Papa. Lincoln. And not bugging your wife? <laughs> okay, that, that, you like playing with grandkids in your spare time. Okay, I thought you were thinking. I thought I smelled wood burning. <laughs> yeah, he works for fun. <laughs> okay, okay, Tabiso, you can read. So do you want to introduce your dad? Femi. Can you stand up, Femi? Okay. If you could go anywhere, where would you like to go? Not Canada or Africa. <laughs> Yay! Good answer. So Femi says heaven. <laughs> so would any other dad like to offer where they'd like to go other than Canada or Africa? Or Guy, because I'm going to start picking on y'all. Gervais. <laughs> Angela's like, pick him, pick him. <laughs> Australia, so would I, yes. <laughs> there's a lot of dangerous animals everywhere, Mondley. Mondley said that I heard there's a lot of dangerous animals in Australia. <laughs> Mostly Africa, okay. Okay. Wow. Thank you, Femi. <laughs> We're going to have to have geography lessons here. I'm just worried about all the, the, the fierce animals in Canada, like spiders. So, Mondly, oh yeah, <laughs> we have to get Femi to stand up again. <laughs> what kinds of toys did you play when you were young? Ooh, Legos. Outdoor, outdoor, yes. Outdoor, okay. Um, who can else can we pick on? Sorry, we're gonna point because Mondley's just new here and he doesn't know very many people's names. So we're gonna learn names, aren't we, Mondley? Yeah. Pastor Steve. Okay, your favorite toys, Pastor Steve. 
Tonka trucks. Woohoo! Oh. <laughs> so Pastor Steve says it's as close to being a man when you're five, playing on Tonka trucks. <laughs> I should pass this around. I'm going to ask Mr. Tillotson, what were your favorite toys to play with when you were young? I don't know. <laughs> Did you play outside? All the time. A scooter. So Mr. Tillotson rode horses, yes. Okay. Who do I have next? Elizabeth. Can you introduce your dad? Mr. Steve. <laughs> what is your favorite shape? What are, is your favorite shape? <laughs> my favorite shape. Ah, that's great. That's a, that's a good question. My favorite shape. It, it's shape. not. Favorite it's shape. Shape. Right? Yeah, shape. So, okay, that's it. Okay, round or square? I think Christiane would say it's probably square. <laughs> who else would you like to know who their favorite shape is? Ethan. Ethan, what's your favorite shape? Circle. So Jordan Massey, we have two Jordan. Ah, Jordan. Come on up. Are you shy? Can I bring the mic to you? Okay. So Jordan, Jordan's in the back with the pink shirt, and her dad is VJ. VJ, can you stand for us? <laughs> Here's VJ. <laughs> Come on. And Jordan was wondering what your favorite color was. Orange. <laughs> so can I go on a fact-finding mission for you? Does anybody want to offer what their favorite color is? That's my dad. <laughs> Femi, what's your favorite color? Blue. Orange and blue. Okay, we have Oilers. <laughs> shirt and his dad is Albert and Christopher wants to know who your favorite superhero is you're Sonic what's daddy's favorite superhero Iron Man does anybody want to offer their Frank I saw you fist pumping who's your favorite superhero Superman! Caleb, who's your favorite su superhero? <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Al, who's your favorite superhero? Spider Man, okay. Spider Man? Yes. You yeah, we have an avid follower for all of his life, basically. Yeah. I am my favorite superhero. Mondley says he is his favorite superhero. 
Mr. Baldwin. Who is your favorite superhero? Batman. <gasps> Have I missed Michael? Who is your favorite superhero? Batman? Batman! <laughs> okay, we have... Christiane, you asked a really cool question. Yeah. What is your favorite vehicle? Can I have someone just pop up like popcorn and tell... You know, we got the car show on the way in to church this morning. We passed about 12 cars at the car show. Absolutely fabulous. So, favorite cars? Anybody? Guys, what's that? What's that, Ben? The Spider-Man car. The Spider-Man car, okay. <laughs> the Batmobile, right? <laughs> oh, Corvette, yes. <laughs> That's a good vehicle. <laughs> what's that? Lightning McQueen. We have Lightning McQueen over here. Okay. Dara, did you want to ask Daddy a question? Um, my mom, she doesn't always like to have. She, she didn't say I have to clean up. I just have to. I just always. But what would you like to know of Daddy? What question would you like to ask Daddy? My well, Daddy asked me. He um he went on a trampoline. So do you like to jump on the trampoline, Daddy? <laughs> Who else likes to jump on the trampoline? <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, dads, for being good sports. <laughs> it's allowing us to get to know you a lot better. And we are going to um, excuse the little toddlers to the nursery. Chelsea's going to take them, so if you can come and sign them in. And I'm going to pass the mic to Pastor Steve. We have a video, yes. Great, great. So I think we have a video to share before we move to the message. So if we could get the lights down a little bit, I think.
Is the channel for the computer muted? That could be it. Hey, Mira, there's a very special day coming. Yeah, Mia, that's for IHUB, too. It's called Father's Day. I'm really glad I have Dad. Yeah, he's irreplaceable. You can say that again. Yeah, he's irreplaceable. <laughs> <laughs> Our story is my secret. We were just little tiny babies. We didn't have a father. We were fatherless. I don't really remember it very much. Me either. We were pretty young. But we were adopted into a loving family. Isn't that great? So I guess we're good with that one. Isn't that good? Isn't that great? Amen. They like it so much they want to see it again. Praise God. So um, if you have your Bible, just open it on your lap. We're not going to be getting into any particular passage right away. But I want to just talk about, a little bit about, you know, it's interesting what they said in that video, how they didn't have a father. Did you notice that? They didn't have a father. But uh, then they got adopted and they were fatherful. And did you notice how it impacted them? Did you notice that? How impactful that was. Well, how many know that the world, like they said, they really brought it home here. So I'm just kind of piggybacking a little bit off what they said. How many know that the world is full of people that don't have fathers? So the world needs dads. Would you agree? The world needs dads. So we're just going to pray before we, before we start. So Heavenly Father, we thank you for the message uh, with these two fine young people to remind us this morning that we have a Heavenly Father. We have a Heavenly Father who has chosen us and he has adopted us. He loves us. He cares for us. And he's with us 
And so, Lord, we honor you today. We thank you for being our Heavenly Father. And this morning, Lord, I just pray that uh, you would challenge, you would encourage us, that, uh, Lord, that your Spirit would help us to have ears to hear. And I just pray, Lord, this morning that our hearts would be, um, our hearts would be stirred today. Um, just be with us, we pray. May our hearts be open to how you want to bring this this morning. We ask this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. So this morning, uh, I'm not sure if you realize this by now, but I'm a dad. I'm a dad. And, um, I mean, Ryan was right this morning. So I'm going to be sort of speaking more from a little bit about, you know, being a dad and having a dad. And um, so... It's going to be a little bit different this morning, but I just want you to remind us this morning that uh, the world needs dads. The world needs dads. And, you know, there's a lot of statistics that tell us that there's a great need for fathers. And I want you to, I want you to think a little bit outside the box that it's one thing, I mean, it's great that we have, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm married, so, my, you know, my wife's here, and, and we've been married for 20 years, and, and I've got four kids, and and now two of them are taller than I am and, and all that sort of stuff. But, but uh, I want to challenge us a little bit to remember that, that we can be, that there are kids out there right now that need a father figure. They need father figures in their lives. They may not have a father that's active in their life. They may not have a father that's f- fulfilling that role. But, we, but there are people that can step up to be a dad to that person. Did you know that this morning? They can be a father figure. The world needs dads. The world needs dads. They say, and this is a study from Yale University, they say that Yale and John Hopkins, others have said that the absence of a father is a stronger factor than poverty contributing to juvenile delinquency. Would you say that the world needs dads? In 48 cultures around the world, crime rates are the highest among adults who as children have been raised only by their moms. And so I ask the question again, does the world need dads? Closeness with parents, plural, by the way, parents, I believe we've been created in a way that we need a mom, the nurture of the mom, and, and the strength of a dad. Not saying that moms can't be strong, because they are. My mom was pretty strong. She, in fact, uh, had threatened to beat up one of dad's cousins one time. But that's a whole other story. And I believe that she could do it. My wife is laughing about this, because she knows the story. I'll bring that story out someday. My mom is internet challenged, so this is safe. Forty-eight cultures, the, the, the yeah, cl- closest with parents was a common factor. So, if, if a person wasn't close to their to their parents, just listen to this. This is a health hazard. A health hazard it was a factor in hypertension, high blood pressure, coronary heart disease, malignant tumors, mental illness, and suicide. And a study of 39 teenage girls suffering from anorexia showed that 36 of them 
had one common denominator, and it was a lack of closeness with their father. They also found that an emotionally or physically absent father would contribute to a child's low motivation for achievement, an inability to defer immediate gratification for later rewards, and also low self-esteem and more susceptibility to group and ju influence in juvenile delinquency. We kind of mentioned that before. So how many would agree with me this morning again that the world needs dads? The world needs dads. How many would say this morning that my life was positively impacted by my dad? How would, I mean, you can just lift your hand if you like. You know, this isn't a quiz, but thank you for, for doing that. Your life was positively influenced by a dad. I think the, the world needs fathers. They need dads. It's one thing to be a father. It's another thing to be, a, as they said, daddy. Daddy. And I want to just suggest a few things this morning. And I think the first thing I want to suggest this morning is that we, the world needs dads. The world needs dads who will step up to the plate. Amen? Would you believe that this morning? The world needs dads that will step up to the plate. I don't know about you, but I'm finding that in our culture today, our culture today, that it's so easy, it's so easy for a young man to father a child but not step up to the plate. And stepping up to the plate means I'm going to take responsibility. How many would think that's, that's a good thing to do? That there needs to be dads who step up to the plate. I don't know about you this morning, but the Bible tells me, and, and so we're kind of hitting the Bible in a broad scope here, but if one of the things you'll notice is that we have a heavenly father who steps up to the plate. Did you know that? If you go to Matthew chapter 6, if you go to Matthew chapter 6, and I love this, and this is where I want to hook on to here, and this is Jesus talking about God and his relationship to us as one who steps up to the plate. Because I don't know about you this morning, but would anybody ever catch themselves worrying? Anybody ever struggle with worry? You lift your hand. You're, you worry. Anybody ever worry about money? You worry about, you know, getting when the gas prices go up, you worry about getting the gas in your car when it's hitting, you know, like a hundred, you know, a buck forty, a buck fifty. A leader, you're you're a little concerned. But we all say at times we worry. Let's be honest. I mean, we, we can we can let down the spiritual. You know, I know sometimes we want to be super spiritual in church. But how many would agree this morning? There's times that we worry about where things are coming from. Can you say amen to that? I just want to be sure that I'm living on the same planet as you are. Because I want to confess that there's times in my life that I'm a little concerned, and that's an understatement. But Jesus says this, he says, he says, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink, or about your body, what you'll wear. Is not life more than food and body more than clothes? Now, I want you to think about, when I was playing with my Tonka toys, and I can remember very vividly, my mom and dad would have, used to have a Polaroid camera. 
For those that don't know what a Polaroid camera is that are a little on the younger side, it was a camera where you could actually take a photograph and the, the, the camera would spit out. It's like it had a mouth. So it had eyes, right? The flash cubes. Remember the flash cubes? And you put that flash cube. I remember that. And it was like you had this big eye. It was like a cyclops. And the Polaroid camera would look at you and it could snap your picture and know it wasn't like a phone where you just there it is and you can upload it to Instagram you can upload it to Facebook you can send it by text, you can send photographs instantly, boom, all over the world with a few clicks of a button but a Polaroid camera, you could spit it out in a few seconds and I remember my parents loved the Polaroid and we had albums, family albums, anybody still got family albums with real photos that you actually had to print I used to love looking at those things because it was memories, right? Walking down memory lane. I remember having a a picture of when I was a kid and it was Christmas. And I'm going to tell you, I was as happy as a pig in the pig pen. Because I was sitting there with my Tonka hat on, my hard hat, surrounded by my big dump trucks and my loader and my grater, and I was ready to go to work for the construction company in the community. And I did, right in the backyard. But I, can, I, can I just say that when I was sitting there at Christmas time with all of that stuff, and then my parents and I was used to be too sick to eat um, a breakfast because, well, man, I was just so excited. And I want you to know that when breakfast time came and when lunch time came and when, when supper time came, can I just tell you, I wasn't worrying about where the food was coming from. I was just having so much ta- uh, enjoyment being a kid and letting my dad be my dad. Thank the Lord I had a dad who took all that stuff on. But the Bible tells us, Jesus tells us, He says, he goes on, he says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow nor reap or store away on bars, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? And I can say, you know, when it came to my own dad, and I know that there's times in our Christian walk we kind of like struggle with worry and things, but you know, when I was a kid, I did not, how many felt that they had to worry about the paying the bills when you were a kid? Anybody worry about paying the bills when you're little? Was that, on your, was that on your heavy on your mind, paying the bills, buying the groceries? Was that heavy on your, was that, did you feel the weight of that responsibility when you were a kid? Did you worry about, listen, I used to have, my, my dad would come home at noontime, and we would have a gourmet meal of Puritan meatballs and bread. That was our premium gourmet meal, Puritan meatballs and gravy. Whoa, I mean, that's eating high on the hog, right? Six o'clock on a Sunday night. No, it wasn't. It's six o'clock on a Sunday night. It was Chef Boyardee ravioli. Just love eating a bowl of ravioli before I would watch the wonderful world of Disney on CBC. You remember the days of one and a half channels, Right? You had CBC on one, and you could watch the snowfall on the other. But I didn't worry. You know why I didn't worry? I didn't worry because I had a father who stepped up to the plate of responsibility. 
I was his son, one of three. And he was, and dad was my provider. Dad looked after me. Dad provided what was needed for the bills at that time. Dad provided our home. Dad provided what went on the table. Dad looked after us. And, I, and this is not to brag or anything like that, but I just remember when we were married and, and uh, it was a little rough at times. You know, we, we had humble beginnings in our uh, 53, was it 53 foot long? 1972 Paramount mobile home. And in fact, people said when they saw it coming that we need to put a roadblock in Lockport. This thing, this ugly thing cannot come into town. And so, you know, time went on. And I remember when uh, Logan came along, and, and, and I think it was Ethan came along. He was second, right? Number two. And I remember I was working at the plant. Christiane had worked at the fish plant and other jobs as well, but you know, we're looking at the bills and we're looking at where we're at, and it's like, you know, part-time work isn't just cutting it. The wages weren't bad where we were, but the part-time hours just weren't cutting the mustard. Anybody anybody uh, experienced those types of times in your life? Right? I've been there. We've been there. And so finally, the guy who is looking after the production manager looking after the scallop plant he, a, a, an opportunity opens up so I can work in the crab plant during the daytime and I can go over in the evening 4 or 5 o'clock and work till midnight or 1 o'clock in the morning and boy the timing was great God opened the door at just the right time and I remember I remember coming home in November I can remember coming home in November and it was 11 o'clock at night my parents were still visiting with Christiane and and I th- I'm not sure if the kids were up or not at that time. But I remember this is November and Christmas is coming. And I walk in smelling like the plant. And I want you to know it didn't smell good. It would stink. But I can tell you what didn't stink. It was the feeling that I'm doing it. It was the great feeling that there was oil in the tank. There was ice cream in the, ref- in the freezer. The bills were up to date. And at 11 o'clock, I wasn't even tired. I was just like feeling so awesome. I was feeling awesome. And I don't say that to brag, but I say this to say that you, where did I learn this? I can tell you I learned to step up to the plate because I had a dad who set an example. My dad stepped up to the plate. But can I go even further to say that we have a heavenly father. A heavenly father who steps up to the plate. Amen? He steps up to the plate. So he says to us that about clothing, and he says to us about what's going to be on the table, that we're not to worry about these things. because Why? Because we have a heavenly father who steps up to the plate. And I want to suggest this morning we need dads. The world needs dads who will step up to the plate. You remember the story of Abraham and Abraham needing a sacrifice. And what did Abraham, how did he know? What was the name that, that they knew God by? Anybody remember that? Jehovah what? Jehovah Jireh. Why? God my provider. How did, he, how did Abraham experience God as provider? provided a sacrifice, the ram in the thicket, right? 
God our provider. Another thing, not only do, do we need dads who will step up to the plate, we need dads who, who will speak up. Dads who will speak up. And I, and I use that speak up part just to remind us that, that how many know that children need dads who have a relationship with God? Children need dads who have a relationship with God. You know, there was a very interesting little snippet in the book of Exodus. In the book of Exodus. And it's a strange little spot in Exodus chapter 4. And in Exodus chapter 4, the Lord instructs Moses, tells Moses that he's going to bring judgment against Pharaoh for touching his firstborn son, Israel. And before Moses goes back to Egypt, Exodus 4, verse 24 says that the Lord met Moses and was about to kill him. Have you ever read that part in the Bible and you scratched your head about that? That's really strange. Why in the world would God call Moses to lead out the people? And yet it says in that verse, it's so strange, that the Lord met Moses and was about to kill him, but then his wife, in verse 25, says, took a flint knife, cut off her son's foreskin, ow, and touched, Mos- and touched Moses' feet with it. And so the Lord left him alone. Really strange little spot there. But it's interesting. One time I was reading a piece of advice from Thomas Trask. He was an Assemblies of God superintendent. And he said... He said this, that number one thing, whatever God puts in your hands to do, and I'm going to say this to men, whatever God puts in your hands to do, because we got men who have different interests and skills and abilities, and all of those different skills and abilities can go to help you step up to the plate, to care for your wife and care for your family. But whatever the Lord puts your hands to do, here's what he says. He says the number one thing you need to remember is your relationship with the Lord. Your relationship with the Lord. And I want you to know that there's times, and and guys can relate to this, is that life, how many know life is busy? Anybody notice that today? It's really strange that we don't have to go and scrub, you know, ladies don't have to go down by the river and scrub the clothes on a rock anymore. We have automatic conveniences, right? Electricity, automatic washers. But it still seems that even though we got cell phones and we got computers and we got all the modern technology, it just seems that life just keeps getting busier and busier and busier and busier. And so life doesn't feel like uh, just sauntering down 50th Street in Beggar. It feels like you're in rush hour traffic in Edmonton. Isn't that what life sometimes feels like? But it's so important. And the lesson in this was that Moses, even though Moses had this great calling to lead out the people out of Egypt, that a sign of the covenant between God and his people was circumcision. And guess who failed to circumcise his sons? And look who stepped up to the plate. Look who stepped up to the plate there. Can I just suggest this morning that that guys, we we need to take care of this particular area because we have been called we've been called to be the priests and the prophets of our of our homes amen the priests and the prophets 
of our homes. We need to not just step up to the plate, we need to speak up. But we also need to show up. Father, the world needs dads who will show up. Now, I'm going to make a confession this morning that attentiveness, how many ever find that attentiveness is, is a big challenge today? To keep your attention focused on the right things. You ever notice that TV takes away people's attention? Entertainment. We growl at kids, you're like playing too many hours of video games. And yet we can spend too much time watching TV. We can spend too much time and get neck cramps and sore thumbs because, right? People falling over cliffs looking for Pokemon, right? Attentiveness. It seems like today people can't even plow through a 500-page book because, you know, it's not big text and there isn't lots of pictures. And so our attentiveness is getting smaller and smaller. You know, what used to be, uh, you could, you know, pastors had no problem preaching 45 minutes to an hour, but now people are saying, can you cut it to 22 minutes? 22. I know there's an Anglican priest who said, nobody in my congregation complained when my sermons went eight minutes. Eight minutes. Well, attentiveness. Attentiveness. We seem to be so distracted, we're a distracted culture. And I'll be the first one to admit, yeah, it's a, it becomes a problem. I'll, I'll, I'll lift my hand and, and, and confess to that. That becomes a problem. But I want to challenge us guys this morning, us fathers, that we need to be fathers who not only, who not only um, step up, speak up, but also we need to show up. Amen? Fathers need to show up. Lack of attentive, attentiveness to children's needs has produced great challenges in the home. They say, to, and this is probably getting worse, but at the time, they said that fathers only spend about an average of 38 seconds a day being attentive to their needs of their children. 28 seconds. Or 38 seconds. That's not very long, is it? Not very long. If you're doing better than 38 seconds, kudos to you. Kudos to you. And they say that because of the lack of attentiveness, that when it comes to the teenage suicide rate, it has tripled in about the last 20 or 30 years, increasing incidences of delinquent behavior. That's why there's so many young people that are struggling with mental illness and suicide and problems with the authorities is because they, the world needs dads. Amen? Are you with me this morning? The world needs dads who not only step up, speak up, but they show up. Josh McDowell said, he said, he said that a lot of fathers never spend time in quality dialogue with their kids. They don't discuss. I remember having friends that we used to do this. We called ourselves the basement philosophers. So while we listen to U2 and REM, ate chips and pop in the basement that was the rec room and played Sega Genesis. We would talk about the important things of life. Oh yeah, it's true. 
It's amazing what kids, you don't even know what kids are thinking of and what they're talking about while they're doing these act, what seems to be brainless activities. We actually thought. But how many know it's so important not just to take cues from their peers, but they need guidance. Amen? Life is a jungle. And I want you to know as dads, you've had a few more, it's like when I was taking Logan on his first driving with me. I think he was with Christiana. He was driving with me. And first thing I said to him, I said, Logan, how old am I? He said, 43. How old are you? Uh, 16. I said, I've had 27 years driving. I've, I've been driving 27 years. That's a lot longer than you've been alive. So when I speak, you're going to listen? Yep. Okay, off we went. I just knew I had to set the tone. But I want you to know that because of life experience, you've been there. Amen. Dads, you've, you've experienced things in your life. You've learned from mistakes. You've learned from failures. You've listened to your friends. And it was a bad thing to do, right? And so you've been there. You've got some experience behind you. Wisdom. 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 And so it's more important to spend some time with your kids, giving them wisdom. And I know that they know, figure everything out. It's like, you know, they're 12 years old before they go to sleep. And they wake up and they're 13. And all of a sudden, all, all the wisdom of the universe is now downloaded into their brains. And they finally think that they know more than you do. <laughs> but how many know that's not true? Life is a jungle. They need tour guides. Amen? You're a tour guide. You've been through that terrain before. You've been through the woods before. You've been through that desert in your life before. Young people, I want, to, I want you to know, your parents know something. Hello? Don't go to Google. Go to your parents. Your parents actually have wisdom. I can say that because I feel I have some wisdom. <laughs> go to, don't just go like, you know, Google. Who do we ask before we ask Google questions, right? We need to spend time. We need to spend time instructing our, our kids. We need, to, we need to, 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 to step up in terms of spiritual leadership. We need, to, we need to speak blessing over their life. We need to be attentive. You remember in 1974? I, wasn't I just kind of came on the scene in 1974. But there was a song, Harry Chapin, Cats in the Cradle. You remember that one? So you don't have to... Right? I heard that on the radio many times. Cats in the Cradle, right? Became a number one hit. It was his only number one hit. You remember the song? Remember the song it was about? My child arrived just the other day. He came into the world in the usual way, but there were planes to catch and bills to pay. He learned to walk while I was away. He was talking before I knew it, and as he grew, he said, I'm going to be like you, Dad. You know I'm going to be like you. My son turned 10 just the other day. He said, thanks for the ball. Now, come on, let's play. Can you teach me to throw? I said, not today. I've got a lot to do. He said, that's okay. And he walked away, and he smiled and said, you know, Dad, I'm going to be like you. I'm going to be just like you. And the final verse says, I've long since retired, and my son's moved away. I called him up just the other day. I said, I'd like to see you, if you don't mind. He said, I'd love to, Dad, if I could find the time. You see, my new job's a hassle, and the kids have the flu, but it's sure nice talking to you, Dad. It's been real nice talking to you. And as I hung up the phone, it occurred to me he'd grown up to be just like me. My boy 
was just like me. Attentiveness. I think that if he had it to do over again, he would have used his time differently. He would have been far more attentive to his kids. Because you know how kids spell love? Anybody want to take a stab at it? Right. T-I-M-E. Time. Time. The world needs dads who will step up, who will speak up. Dads who will show up. But dads, the world also needs dads whose arms are wide open when we mess up. Right? I'm glad that I had a dad who's... Go to Luke 15 for a moment, because this is where I'm wrapping up. Luke 15. If you get your Bible, we can stick Luke 15 up. Maybe we could even get it on the screen if you haven't brought it with you. Luke 15. And around verse 11. You can just stick that up there. We need dads whose arms are wide open when we mess up. I had a pretty gracious dad. My dad didn't hold it against me. When I was four years old, my parents were planning a camping trip to Kejimakujik National Park. And my dad was busy getting the hardtop camper hooked up to the car. You know how you have to check the tire pressure and all the electrical stuff to make sure that when you flick on your signal light that the trailer is signaling. Amen? You know what I'm saying? Make sure that you had the, the, the wider, like they used to use those mirrors that you would stick and it would stand out so you could see further, right? further around you. So dad is out doing the dadly thing, getting everything geared up for the road, and my mom is packing like everything into the bags. I mean everything. I am telling you, my mom, if you had a problem, uh, you're sick, she has everything value drugs has. Oh yeah. You could open up the, co- the cabinet in my home and I'm telling you, there was everything there. You didn't need a prescription. Oh, yeah. So my mom is packing everything into the bags because, right, she's being prepared. So mom's in the house and dad's doing this, and I'm decided, hey, man, I'm like, just check out the back seat. So I'm checking out the back seat, and I'm looking in the brown paper bags because we didn't have plastic ones, and I'm like, oh, wow, look at that. And I'm like, man, I'm a little hungry, so I'm opening up the package. I can't read. I'm opening up the package. And I'm like, ooh, this looks good. So I'm just putting it into my mouth, just chomping away on this thing. And all of a sudden, my mom sees me in the back seat, chocolate all over my face. And it's like, ah! So she's, next thing you know, she's reaching her finger in to grab as much as she can out of it. She's calling the medical office. So I'm, we're on our way to Kejimakujik National Park, and there's a bucket in the back of the car. I'm kind of feeling ill. You know, and so I, you know, the bucket's there. Thank you, Mom. You're always prepared. And we pull into the campsite number 44 in this shaded place, uh, 
in the area called Slapfoot. And my dad backs in the little hardtop camper. And uh, so the next thing you know, I'm, I'm standing there as friends or people that they know are standing around. I'm like feeling something strange happen. And all of a sudden, it's coming out onto my shoe. And it just doesn't feel normal. I've never experienced this in my life. And I'm like, Mom, Mom, I think I'm peeing from my bum. So, the next thing you know, uh, my mom is doing the major cleanup for many hours and many garbage bags into the, you know, we had a little extra garbage than we normally would have. 15-year-old guy comes by. He's picking up the trash. He grabs one of the bags and he throws the throw on, on the truck. And all of a sudden, I mean, you couldn't strip this any better. The twist tie comes off of the bag and hits him in the face. And let me just tell you, there was a number of four-letter expletives that were coming from his mouth while he was running very quickly to the public washroom, which is situated very close to the playground. Why do I tell that story? I tell that story is because my dad never held it against me that the guy wouldn't come and pick up our trash when he saw that red Ford LTD 2 sitting in the, in the campsite. He didn't hold it against me. I'm not sure if he had to take the garbage all the way to himself or just how it all worked, but he never held it against me. And do you know that my father, though upset, never held it against me? He never, to this, to this day, he has not held it against me that there was friends in about an hour away that had a big satellite dish in their backyard, and we had one and a half channels. And they were catching American channels out of Nashville. And so dad would send up empty VHS tapes, and they would tape Fire on the Mountain. Six hours of Fire on the Mountain. American folk music, banjos and bluegrass, you know, fiddles and all that sort of stuff. My dad was a bona fide bluegrass nut. And so one day he takes the VHS tape and he puts it into the player, and all of a sudden, it's Montreal versus Edmonton. Hockey night in Canada. It's like, what? <laughs> so he's fast-forwarding and he's checking out that I have taped over his fire on the mountain tape, and he was looking for a particular group, looking for a particular song. <laughs> but he has not held it to me to this day. I messed up. I messed up. My brother's messed up. He had a, he had a Martin mandolin. And they took pellet guns and they put extra sound holes in his Martin mandolin. I have no idea what the value of that Martin mandolin would be today. But my father never held it against us. He never held it against me when he would... Remember those little Sears cassette tapes? You know, they were blue, uh, red and white. And my dad would record music. could be off of records or whatever. He never held it against us that we made crude noises on over those tapes. You can imagine what young guys would, the sounds they would make. Yeah, my father, arms were wide open when we messed up. But can I also say this morning that there's a father, a heavenly father, whose arms are wide open when we mess up. 
You remember the story, Luke 15, very quickly. You remember the story where the son, the younger son comes to the father and says, Father, I want you to give me everything that's coming to me. In other words, I wish you were dead and gone. I wish you were six feet under and you were pushing daisies. The father says, okay. So he liquefies the assets, gives a third tooth. The younger son, the younger son goes off. Has a grand old time. Bright lights of the city. Partying it up. Going to the bars and taverns. It was wild living, right? And all of a sudden now you come to the end of your account. You have no money. The booze isn't flowing. The friends are gone. What am I going to do? And so what does he do? Well, in the context, we know that in the real context here that this Jewish young man ends up going and he's in the pig pen feeding pigs. Remember that story? He's in the pig pen feeding. What's a Jewish boy doing in the pig pen? feeding pigs and all of a sudden hunger hits and he gets real concerned about his well-being and guess what he decides to do we know the story pretty well no one would give him anything so he decides that he's going to set out to his father's house and he's going to make amends he's going to tell him I'm, I'm sorry dad can you make me one of your servants because I know one of his hired servants has got a lot better life than I do. And here's the dad, and he's waiting, and he's waiting. He's probably looking every single day. And all of a sudden now he sees this familiar figure on the horizon, and he runs, he runs to his son, who is expecting something totally different. He has humiliated his father. He's humiliated the family. He's probably humiliated the community, and yet his father is the father. He's our, he's, this, is, this is God, by the way. Jesus is showing us who God is, that he is the God. He is the father whose arms are open wide when we mess up. The father runs to his son. Undignified thing to do, and he wraps his arms around him. Even while his son was still rehearsing his, his, his line of repentance. And he throws his arm around. He puts a robe on, his, on him, the best robe. He puts on the, the, the family ring. He puts sandals on his feet. And he, cel- he says, look, it's time to celebrate. It's time to celebrate. Because my son who was dead is alive again. He who is lost is now found. Let's celebrate. Let's party. How many, how many know that there's times when kids have a problem of coming home when they messed up? You know there's kids that have a problem coming back to church when they messed up? But how many know the world needs dads? Like our Heavenly Father, whose arms are always wide open, always willing to love, always willing to embrace, always willing to never hold it against us. How many believe that that's the kind of dads this world needs? This is the kind of dads this world needs. And so I want to, if we could stand this morning, I'm going to ask the the worship team to come back. I think there's a song that we sang this morning. I think it's, uh, oh my goodness, it's about adoption. I'm no victim. There's a, I think there's a chorus. How does that chorus go? This is great words. I am who he says I am. I am who he says I am. Yeah. Can I just make a suggestion this morning that the world needs those kind of dads? Would you agree with me what we covered this morning? The world needs those kind of dads. But I want to let you know that being a dad or being a mom, it's it's tough job, right? Is it a tough job? 
Is it, is it good that, that they stand alone? Or do we need people to pray for them? We need to lift up. We need to lift them up in prayer. We need to support them. We need to say we're here for you. Because listen, folks, if you want to build a strong society, a society, a culture, if you want to build a strong culture, it's going to be built because you do it one family at a time. And God has ordained that moms and dads are the leaders of the home to rear and to nurture and to inspire and instruct and to guide, to set an example, but they can't do it alone. And as the worship team plays this morning, I'm, I'm going to call every dad up. I'm going to call every dad up this morning. If you could just stand in front and just face the congregation. We just want to take time as they sing and as they worship and as they just lead that song. We just want every dad to come up. And if you're here this morning and you're a, you're a man and, 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 and uh, maybe you don't have children, I want you to know you can be a dad to someone. You can be a dad to someone. We just want to encourage you. Yes, I know this message was in some ways challenging, maybe a little humorous. I hope it was humorous. I tried to be funny. And, and could, we, could we have some folks just to gather around the guys here and just um, maybe get in behind them, just lay some hands on them. And we're just going to pray that God will help them Give them the grace, give them the strength, give them wisdom, give them all that they need to be the kind of dads this world needs. Can we do that? Can we have some folks just come up and just get in behind them, lay hands on them, and we're just going to pray because they need, they need support. They need support. It's a big role. It's a big, it's a big thing to fill. Father, Lord, we thank you for these men. We thank you for their roles as being fathers and father figures. And we recognize, Lord, the great challenge. We've never faced the kind of challenges that we face in our society today. There's so many families that are in ruin. There's so many homes that are in turmoil, so much disintegration. And yet, Father, Heavenly Father, you know that this world, this country, this town, this province need dads, dads that will step up, dads that will speak up, dads, dads that will spend their time with their with the younger generation, imparting to them wisdom and counsel, example, and dads that are willing that when we mess up, when kids mess up, they understand what it's like to mess up, and so there's not, there's not judgment, but there's embrace and there's love, and there's grace, and there's mercy. And so, Lord, we, 
We bring these men, we bring these dads, we bring these father figures to your throne room today. And we ask, Lord, that you will vest them with everything that they need, that, God, you would clothe them with your grace, that you would equip them with great spiritual wisdom. I pray, Lord, that you would mold and soften their hearts to have the heart of our Heavenly Father. And I just ask you, Lord, that you'll give them great courage and great boldness to step up to the plate in all of these areas and to be a godly leader that their home and their family needs. Lord, we know that this 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 is a huge challenge. But we also know, Lord, that we have resources that are heavenly resources. And so we declare today that those men that are here today, every single one of them across this, across this church, that you'll give them the ability to be the kind of dads that their family needs, their wives need, this church needs, this community needs. Lord, that they will be a light in a dark place that people will look across and they will see a difference in the way that they love, in a way that they lead, in a way that they impart wisdom, in a way that they deal with situations and challenges because life is full of these things and it's not going to go away. But God, that they will see something different in these men. I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that they, they will, you will help them to be an example in their workplace, among their peers among family members, extended family members, among those, Lord Jesus, that, that the youngsters that are here, even in our church, Lord, will look. There will be young men that will look to other men. Not just their dads, but they'll look to other men as examples. And I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you'll give them everything that they need, the courage to be able to do it. And we pray blessing today. We pray, pray blessing. We pray favor. And we just ask, God, that you will give them the faith, the courage, everything they need, Lord, to fulfill the role you've called them to. And it is a sacred call. And so, God, we pray your blessing over each and every one today. Bless their homes. Bless their children. Bless their workplace. Bless their hands. We ask it all in the wonderful name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. I think that we have a little snack for the guys, right? Everybody can take part in that. I think we get a little snack. I think it's like pie and ice cream. I think it is. So we're just going to ask the Lord. Lord, we just pray for your blessing upon the food, upon each light that is here, and us to your service. Bless it all in Jesus' name. Amen.